Good morning, everybody. God bless you wherever you are today. May God strengthen you and may God guide you in all your lives. Thank you so much for joining us. You're joining Simon and myself. Hashtag Christian Straight Talk. Wherever you are across the world, it is the blood of Jesus. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. All things are possible to those who believe. Simon, good morning. We are in. Yeah, great to be across the mics again with Straight Talk. and uh, Straight in. I'm excited today for today's subject. Uh, you know, I couldn't hardly sleep last night thinking about what we're going to talk about, maybe, you know. so It's a big um, old subject. It's a big subject, and it's a subject, Ben. It's a scary subject. Well, people, the church don't preach about it. Oh, that is a surprise. Who's going to say the word <laughs> first? You say the word. The title of today is... It's the blood. And, no. you know, a lot of denominations will, will cut that. <clears throat> At the Bible, they'll cut that out. You know, they yeah. won't talk about it, Ben, because they think talking about a blood offends. But you know, unless you grasp the power of the blood of Jesus, then I'm afraid you don't grasp the gospel, do you? No, the blood is the centre, isn't it? The blood. You know, we I think we can start to see that in the Book of Exodus and Genesis really clearly, where um, we see about blood sacrifice. But what what really is a a drawing scripture to me is is Exodus chapter 12 you know where where God says I will pass over uh, Exodus chapter 12 verse 12 and 13 where God says I will pass through Egypt without looking at the scripture you know just just speaking off the top of my head he says I will I will pass through Egypt and I will strike down uh Pete the firstborn among people and the animals but the blood will be a sign the blood will be a sign. So it's critical, isn't it? So right from the very beginning of what we know the the new the Old Testament, right up to the to the New Testament, blood is critical. It's critical because it was a sign of salvation for them. They were saved, yeah. weren't yeah. they? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And also, Ben, um, so the blood is life, isn't it? Blood That's is in every. The scripture says living. there's life in the blood. So you know, don't forget. Uh, about the robots that are, you know they're building now, but they got in, no blood. <laughs> they got no blood, but it's life. And yeah. you're right, going right back to Genesis <coughs> when when the very first sin was committed. Yeah. Um, what did uh, what did God do? He he sacrificed a, a lamb, didn't he? And gave him or a sheep, and he he gave him uh, um, clothes to wear. You know, yeah. so it's right from the very beginning. He wrapped them up. Right we wrapped the them up beginning. in the skin right from the very, very beginning. And I just want to, I just found, I just got that text in front of me because I, I want to make sure that the reference is clear. So Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, and I'm going to read this. You can hear the ruffles of paper here. It says, On the same night I will pass through all Egypt and I will strike down the firstborn, uh, both people and animals, and I will bring judgment. I love this part because it says, I will bring judgment on all the gods, all the gods of Egypt, I am the Lord, the blood will be a sign for you on your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over and no destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. So we don't see any activity from Lucifer. We don't see any agents of death. We see God. So God makes this very clear. I'm going to bring judgment. I'm going to bring death. But what will be the sign is the blood of the lamb it's over the, the blood door. of the lamb over the door and it's a protection it's it saves them doesn't it Ben so I'm going right back to the to when when, when Moses was gathering his people together and, and and God's gone bosh this is and for the Jewish people yep 
the yeah. sacrificing of a lamb, the blood had to be spilt for the atonement of sins in those days. I'm, I'm right. The, spill, the that, spilling of blood yeah. was critical, and yeah. and if you can imagine what that must have sounded like, and it was like, you know, you got this, you got this priest doing these sacrifices over and over and over and over again. You can, it, it must have looked awful, mustn't it? The sound of animals wailing. Queuing up all this sort of stuff. I know because basins of blood. Every it, it's quite barbaric, isn't it? I mean, you've brought something there, Ben. You know the, the actual. If you put yourself into that scene, you know uh, this is crazy. Because I worked at a slaughterhouse where Ooh. they used to kill pigs. You know, and yeah. then pigs knew where they were going, and, and they were squealing, and they didn't, yeah. and they had to be pulled actually to be into the. You had to prod them and, and get them in there. So oh, animals know. Animals know. They knew. They knew they were going to They knew they were going to the priest. Yeah. And they were going to be slaughtered. And the sound and the, and the wailing and the, and the connection of, of the animal world. Um, and, you, you, and you just try and picture that for a minute. You've got this priest in this, this place that is just all stone. It must have been absolutely barbaric. Horrendous, because the Bible tells us, you know, literally hundreds of bulls and, and sheep and Time lambs. and time and time and time again. And any any sacrifice to, to the <coughs> Lord was, you know, was was the killing of a, an, an animal. You know, and Abraham uh, was going to um, sacrifice his son, yeah. wasn't he, in, yeah. in obedience. So you've got yeah. to spill the blood of his son. So blood is at the heart of the Bible. All the way through, but the blood of Jesus mm. is at the heart of the gospel. And if we don't understand <clears throat> the blood of Jesus, you don't understand the gospel. And no, so, because if if you don't get that, what do you do? You do wipe you do? out the, the cross of Calvary. So you, you wipe, wipe it out. out. So you yeah. wipe. So if you wipe out the cross of Calvary, you're wiping out redemption and sin. Because yeah. no one likes to let themselves know that I am a sinner. Well, then now you've introduced <laughs> introduced the something there. Ben, Two words: you, you brought you, the blood, and I brought the sin. Yeah, the church have, is going to switch off. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to go down and have a look at that sin word, aren't we? Do you we're going to have to go and look you, at that word. Don't you love that old hymn, Ben? You know, uh, <laughs> nothing but the blood of Jesus, no, or the old rugged cross. Yeah, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, dear, now, can't sing that in here. Now. Now I think some churches have, have, have banned it. S- they banned it. I'll all, have some all Ill songs. Nothing but the love of Jesus. So I'll have some Ill songs on, and I'll get into a right an occultic rhythm. That's what I'll do. But look at this, man. We'll, we'll just dip into this scripture. This is one Peter one seventeen to twenty one. But he, he goes, and if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. See, so he picks yeah. the most yeah. valuable things, silver <laughs> and gold, and calls them corruptible, because that's exactly what they are, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Right? He's what wipe out all tradition, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in his last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Wow. So you've been redeemed. Redemption. The price has been paid by the blood of Jesus. The for you, blood of Jesus. Friend. Whoever's listening to this, for you, the blood of Jesus. 
the, the, the and like, why, Ben? But you're right, because sin is a serious matter. It has eternal consequences, yeah. man, doesn't it? It does. And then in Colossians chapter two, verse thirteen, it says, "When you were dead in your sins." Hello, church. Hello, Ben. Hello, Simon. <laughs> I'm going to introduce the word sin again. So Colossians <laughs> chapter two, it says, "When you were dead in your sins." In your uncircumcised of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having cancelled the charge of the legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailed it to the cross, and has disarmed the powers and authorities and has made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So the cross, the sin, and the blood Christ are so important. They're so important. The centre point of Christianity. Because, my friends, if you, if you believe you're saved by believing in the love of Jesus, you've got to really examine mm. your salvation because you've got to understand mm. that that what sin is. Because it's not just a matter of, oh, forgive me, Jesus, forgive <clears throat> me, Jesus, love me. No, sin, as sinful nature, has got consequences, Ben. You know, it's, Sin deceives, doesn't it, Ben? Sin it, deceives, yeah. It, you know, <coughs> sin deceives. It, it, it'll tell you one thing, but deliver another. Exactly, right? yeah, the uh, consequence. And it disappoints. Sin will give you big-time offers, won't it? It will. Won't it? Oh, it does it all day long, yeah. I'll oh. get a lot of offers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you can have this. You can do this, you can do that. If you do this. But the Bible also says, all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. The Bible also says that I haven't heard anyone mention this for a long time. Each man is drawn away by his own lusts. So lust and sin and the blood of Jesus are critical to understand. So I am a sinner saved by grace. I am washed in the blood of Jesus. My name is stamped in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am a child of the living God, but I've got to live in a nation that is completely fallen away from God. Even you can't find a clear line in the sand anymore. When Christ was uh, before that crowd and he drew that line in the sand, I believe that when Christ rubbed that line away all them 2,000 years ago when he had that conversation and everything going on, I believe that was very, very important for where we are today, that there has been a, a line been rubbed away between church, state and monarchy. They all blend together. But the kingdom of God is about the blood of Jesus sins washed away it is uh, and the thing is man if you're gonna if you're gonna dilute the blood mm. you're gonna dilute the gospel so how do i dilute it well, i don't if, even engage in it and so you don't mention sin because that's going to offend so Ooh, you call jesus love which yeah. obviously <laughs> is but he's a lot more than that so yeah. the reality you're going so far away from the reality. You're going so far away from the gospel because the reality is, my friends, that that sin, as you quite rightly said, all have sinned, and, and the sin scripture says that it's a destroyer, and it's gives instant gratification for long term pain. Mark. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, it, right, that's what yeah. it does. It destroys families. It destroys yeah. relationships, and it brings death. It, and it brings death, Ben, because what does it say in Romans six twenty three? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> He's put me on the point. But it, the wages of sin is death. That's yeah. what it says in six twenty three. Romans the wages. So, so 
So I'm going to get paid. <laughs> You've got to get, get paid, paid get somewhere paid. down the line. With 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 death, and it's not. Sometimes it's instant death, but sometimes it's long term. <laughs> because if you're in it for the long haul, if you're in sim but long haul, yeah. you know that's that's your wages. That's the uh, end of it. Isn't it interesting where the scripture says, "All have sinned and fallen short of His glory," so that all have sinned will always continue to be all have sinned until He returns. So I'm always going to be in a position of sinning to a degree because a lot of sin doesn't happen through actions physical actions actually happens in the head in the thought pattern in the process of of thinking i've thought it i've lived it i've done it thank you very much bye-bye it's a very interesting point you bring up because we're going to talk about that in in just a moment because what you're talking about is sanctification which is continual cleansing of the blood because even though you're saved, you still yeah. carry on sinning, uh, you know. But the, the mind is dangerous. It's, uh, it's huge. But four words, Ben. Four help. words. Help. Yeah. Help. <laughs> help me. Sum up the, the redemptive message of salvation in the blood. And the first one is is uh, is redemption. And we'd said just in that, yeah. in that yeah. you know, so what is, re- what is redemption? We've spoken about it before. It's... It's a price that's paid for something. I've You're been redeemed. brought back. You've been brought back. So to be brought back, where do I need? Where was I? I was lost. I was lost. You were the wrong side found, of the cross. I was yeah. the wrong side of the cross. <laughs> but because of the cross of Calvary <laughs> yeah. and the blood and the blood, yeah. And what is really important is that at the cross of Calvary, when the Scripture says his side was pierced and blood and water flowed, that that is a very deep theological understanding about blood and water flowing together he says if you want uh, i'm living water so when he's at the, when he's at the well when he's talking to the sumerian woman that's really interesting the, the connection between that well and the cross you're thirsty come to me all of you that are thirsty and the scripture says out of his side flowed water and blood water is is uh, you know you're thirsty i will i will give you that water and blood cleanses Really interesting how the scriptures line up so beautifully and perfectly. So I'm always going to be in a position of a sinful position. And the that, father, the father, and we're going to talk about the father's story in a couple of weeks' time, which should be really interesting. But the father had to do, wanted to do something yeah. to bring his people back to him, to redeem his people yeah. back to him. And the only thing he could do was shed the blood of his own son who was sinless. And, and so everyone in the world has been redeemed. Everyone has been redeemed. Not everyone was saved, but everyone has been redeemed because yeah. it's, it's a one-time thing. One sacrifice. A one sacrifice. Once and for all. And before the cross, it was sacrificial. Thousands. Every day, every week. So and everything, everything comes back to the cross. To the cross. To, so yeah. from Genesis all the way up, the arrow of of time comes up to Genesis, uh, from Genesis, sorry, all the way through the Old Testament to the cross of Calvary. The old was finished at the cross, the new began, so everything is at the cross. And what happened at the cross? Blood was shed at the cross. Blood was blood. shed. Blood. blood. So blood you come shed. back to that word again, blood. Yeah. And what else uh, did the blood do? Ben, it reconciled mm. us back to the Father. It, if we go into Colossians again, and it's a, I think Colossians is a is a great book. It's really overlooked. Definitely, I think yeah. you know, yeah. um, Colossians one nineteen says. 
For it pleased the Father that in him yeah. all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. That's right. The blood reconciles you back to the Father. The Father wants you to come back to him. Yeah. And it's the only way, Ben. The only so way. So reconciliation Reconci- and redemption. And redemption. It's the only way way forward. It's, it's a one... Uh, reconciliation is a one-time thing. Redemption is a one-time thing. And and the third word I'm going to bring in now, Ben, is justification. Ooh. So, uh, so you're no longer guilty. So no. you're justified. No. And that is, you've got to get your head around this. But Romans 5, 8. I think it's a very difficult word. I think salvation, redemption, reconciliation, justification... You know, revelation, I think there's so many big words out there that the church hasn't spoken about. So when you talk about these words, they they feel so big and strong and powerful that you almost want to not go down that road because the flag wavers don't, don't talk about these words. But the words that we're talking about are critical words in in what we would call the doctrines of grace. The church is missing the doctrines of grace. If the church would continue or it could have continued to preach and to teach the fundamental points of Christianity, the doctrines of grace, we wouldn't be sitting where we sit. Well, it's a bit of an argument or it's a bit of a a point for discussion. We are where we are purely because the church hasn't preached what it should have preached, but that is scripture anyway. So the doctrines of grace are missing out of the church of the UK. Everything is hype, everything is adrenaline, everything is flesh. But the doctrines of grace are the simple words that Simon is talking about. Redemption, reconciliation, salvation, revelation, justification, doctrines of grace. Ben, but I don't know, I can't get my head around the churches, why they drop these out. Because it's so exciting to me. It's exciting when you realise, when we've been talking openly about the cross, about the blood, this is what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. Don't he want us to tell everybody about it? Surely, surely, you know, you get someone coming to your church and you and you tell them about the blood and what Jesus has done for you and how you died and 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 accept that you are a sinner. And you want to be. No wanna... one wants to be told they're a sinner. No one will have that. The world will ramp you up, and it will see the world allows you, think you that's to. Right, Ben. No one wants to be told they're a sinner. I do, but I believe that at a certain point in their life. But when you actually realise that if you call me a sinner, it, what, what it does, it helps me to understand why, why am I a sinner? Because I live in a fallen world. So what we find in the world, no one, because when you use the word sinner, it brings so much weight onto that. But even the church doesn't, doesn't use that terminology anymore because everybody, political correctness, the fluid, uh, the, uh, the the gender the gender neutral <laughs> issues that we're going in, the finance issues, the the political statements. You know, we are living. It's like the UK skating on ice, and the ice is going to crack. But when I when I say I am a sinner, it frees me. 
So what do they say, Ben? Do they say, uh, "Oh, I've made a few mistakes in my life"? I've just, I've made, I've made a few lifestyle choices that have oh, gone wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, I get it now. Choices. Lifestyle choices, which uh, I've made a few wrong choices. Maybe yeah, I've hit yeah, the drum skin yeah. a bit hard with no one yeah. wants to be known as a, as a sinner, but I've made some lifestyle choices. No, I think you're true. I've, I asked you that question because I totally believe what you say. I believe that no one wants to be wants to be wants to admit they're a, they're a sinner. Uh, but you've got to be brought to that place, and you because been. when you've been when you brought to that place, how do I get out of that? You can't call me a sinner. You can't preach that gospel at me. You don't know. Already there is anger and frustration. But when when I am told Which I'm a is sinner, another sin. there's yeah. another <laughs> sin. When I'm told I'm a sinner, I go right. Okay, if I'm a sinner, how do, how do I get out of it? I don't want to be known as a sinner. It is the cross that frees me. Because I'm a slave to righteousness, and I so there, there's a crossing over. But the church has to <laughs> preach from the pulpit sin, living in sin, and the UK is is endorsing, is allowing it to happen. So when the church starts talking about it, because the the world has infiltrated the church, and we are seeing the biggest fall away of the church in the UK that we've ever seen. The falling away is is happening denominations are falling away but the we, denominations that will stand will only be the ones that preach the blood but we've just mentioned reconciliation so yeah. even if you have fallen away and 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 you're yeah. going to be reconciled it was a one-time thing and reconciliation yeah. through the blood of the cross is brought is bringing people back together isn't it once you once you get hold of that, that what Jesus did yeah. for you, how he died for you, how he spilled yeah. his blood for you, yeah. the blood can reconcile you. You know, I was reconciled back to my wife through my faith. Yeah. And uh, we're brought back. And we, we celebrated 40 years of marriage just a few weeks ago. So God heals, God restores, but yeah. we have to accept <clears throat> Jesus Christ and what he did for us. So this justification, which means we are no longer guilty. Look, look at Romans 5, 8, Ben. You love this one. But God demonstrates his own love, love towards us. us. Right, yes. so so listen. This Even is... while I was still <laughs> a happy person. Oh, no, it's not that. While I was... Still a... making wrong choices. <laughs> wrong lifestyle choices. No, no, say it as it is. Say it as the Bible as it is, says. As the Bible says it. While we, is, he demonstrates his own love towards us, so... You know, if you say, you know, the blood's not about love, listen, it's here. It's here. It's, here it's all script. about love. It's all about love. Everything's about love. Everything is about the Father's love for you, the love yeah. for his son, but the love for you to bring you back to him. His own love towards us, in while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When you think about that, that scripture alone, <laughs> even while I was still sinning, he saved me while saved I was sinning. While you were still sinning, yeah. Even while I was making bad lifestyle choices, he <laughs> saved me. He saved you. He saved. He saved. What he have you saved me you. from? Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified. Justified by what, Ben? Justified by the. <laughs> the, the justified by his blood, we blood. shall be saved from the wrath through him. You've mentioned a word that I haven't heard again. The wrath of God. So in the scripture, it is clear that there is judgment. God says, I will pass through Egypt. 
I will take you out if the blood is not a sign. When Christ is coming back, he is coming with a double-edged sword and he is going to be dripping in blood. Yeah, because his blood... And what's he bringing? Judgment. Judgment, yeah. So judgment goes along with sin. So it is really important to understand that I am a sinner saved by grace. The cross of Calvary was the brutal, most brutal way to go. Yeah, we said all that last week. If you didn't catch it, then... Capture that back. Listen to that back, because that was powerful. But the shedding of blood brings freedom. So in Leviticus, church, if you're out there, there is a book in the Old Testament called Leviticus, and it is chapter 17, verse 14. The life of every creature is in the blood. There is life in the blood. And then you go on to the vampire stretch of it where people quote, don't drink it and don't take of it, you know? So it's interesting that the other side of the cross, so what you've got, you've got the occultic world is more active with blood than what the church is. Very much so, because they, they realise the life force of that blood. Exactly. And the church is all with lifestyle choices today. Very interesting you mentioned Leviticus there. Because, yeah. you know, people can't get their head around that book, can they? A lot, they but cannot. But it's a real interesting, because the next word, <laughs> the last word we're going to come into, we've had... We've had redemption, reconciliation, justification, and the last word is sanctification. So here we go. So we've got Leviticus, and a book in the New Testament which reflects Leviticus Mm -hmm. is the Hebrews. Mm -hmm. It's Hebrews, isn't it? So we go to Hebrews. I don't want to get too complicated. No, no, it's good. If we get to Hebrews 13, 12. Because we have to open the scripture up. We've got to open the scripture up. 13, 12, it says this then. So we've been talking about the yeah. sacrificial blood. It says, therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Suffered outside the gate. Um, so yeah. talking so, about yeah. sanctification, which is the cleansing power of his blood. Of the blood. So, yeah. yeah, when you look at the scripture, it makes it very clear that they, they hung him on the outside of the city, the, the scapegoat, you know, the shedding of blood. It, it, blood is all the way through the Bible. Blood is all the way through. And so in Leviticus, that scripture that I mentioned, 17 verse 14, it says, the life of creation uh, is in the blood. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood. For life of every creature is in the blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. So in the occultic world, this is how I really believe and see things at this moment. The occultic world is alive and very vibrant and very strong. And there is blood sacrifices, whatever way you look at it, and I won't go into detail because certain places of the world... Use and I won't, won't, won't. But I know this goes on because of certain areas of work that I'm involved in. They use human sacrifice in occultic practices because they know that there is a, the power that is in the blood. So demonic forces. So when you look at witchcraft and when you look at 
certain areas of occultic, uh, dark, satanic, Luciferian worship, there is blood involved in that. And I would put it out on the airways today that the occultic world understands more about the blood than what the church understands. Because if the church really understood about the power of the blood, it would be talking more. But the reason the world of occultic activity is strong is because they do what God tells them not to do. Yeah, I and mean, I can I see what point you're making there. They they drink blood, don't they? They That's, drink they it. Drink, they, they, they sacrifice. They, they sacrifice. They drink blood. They go think, through the ritualistic. Going to, yeah, in, uh, empower them. In a way, it does because it is completely satanic. It's completely satanic, but we, it's limited. It's limited. Yeah, you said it. It's got a limiter on it. It's limited because we have the ultimate power. As one Christians, sacrifice. One sacrifice. We we've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and that's where we're we're sanctified. We've been set yeah. apart yeah. for His kingdom, and it's interesting as um, the other the other three, which is redemption, as we've said, reconciliation, justification. That's a one time thing, but sanctification. Done. Is, is a, a continuum. Thing. It's a continuum. Yeah, yeah. We continually sin, and the blood continually yeah. cleanses us. And and if we go to he, if we go to, we spoke about Hebrews, but look at this um, in one John one seven to nine, uh, which many Amazing. people many people understand know this scripture, but then many people probably haven't dug into it like we're going to do today because it says he says this it's. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Wow. Now, this is, this is the word of God. The blood cleanses us. If we say that we have no sin, mm. if we say we're making lifestyle choices. Lifestyle choices. <laughs> if we say that we have no <laughs> sin, we deceive ourselves. Yeah. And the truth is not in us. Exactly. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And what does he say? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what we have is sin and blood go together. Powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Powerful words. You know, you can't get away from it. You can't get away from the doctrines of grace. The power of the blood. The power of the blood. What does the blood do? It brings life. It, it brings, brings life. hope. It brings hope. Imagine what it would be like if the preachers got up this Sunday and delivered such powerful messages on the blood of Christ, how there is hope through the cleansing power of the blood of Calvary, the crimson tide, the blood of Jesus. It's the blood, one sacrifice, once and for all. Imagine if all, you know, great, thank you, NHS, we really appreciate that, but Every whatever night it was, go outside clapping all the way through that, and I get that, and I'm I'm fully respectful of that. But imagine if the church took that 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 system on board. This Sunday, all of us, every one of us, is going to preach on the blood, because what we see that was powerful. The nation coming together. Imagine if the church came together and preached the gospel and the blood of Jesus preached the doctrines of grace, funded the scripture out across the airways. Wow, wow. That, I, can that, almost, I can almost feel it in my being, uh, like just thinking you know, about you, it. You've got churches sitting there, fat on 
on di- on discipleship from being spoon fed stuff, going, oh, we're praying for revival, revival, revival. And if 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 that was preached, yeah, everyone would be up and out and spreading the word. Yeah, there we are. You wouldn't have to mention the word revival because if you talk about the blood, because. There's life in the blood, and life is revived, redeemed. And we individually, we've been revived. We've been revived. Restored. We've been restored, Ben. And so you're in a... You're look in a, at this. You're We're in a revival. Each other. It's, it's going yeah. so well, Ben. Look. I would say, Simon, that, that a person, I don't even like to use the word anymore, the revival, because it's been prostituted and used. Oh, 100%. It's, it's disgusting. 100%. But... If if the church would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and the blood of the cross and the sacrificial lamb and, and everything to do with the cross and sin, there will be a continuum of a of a revival what they want with no tent meeting, with no evangelist. You're you're with exactly just you're, you're the preacher. exactly right, Ben. Listen, you know, I've been in churches where the Lord poured down your Pour down holy fire. Let it rain today from heaven. Let it rain. The you latter must have day been in rain. The same church. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> latter day rain. Boom. Hang there's going to be a, a grenade of the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's something in here. Let's, there's the Kundalini spirit. Where does it say grenades of Holy Spirit is going to in the Bible? No, but it talks about the blood. And make no mistake. And this is what really annoys me, Ben, is that we get this watered-down, diluted gospel that makes us believe that that just ask for forgiveness and it's there. Yeah. What what it cost? What it cost? What it cost? What it cost the Father? Forgiveness, mm. my friends, is not cheap. Look to the cross yeah. and see what it yeah. cost the Father. Yeah. His Son. Is spilt blood on that cross, and it's been, it's the only way that we can get to heaven. <laughs> so please, it is through the cross, it's the only way. When was, when, when, <laughs> oh, just say, when was the last time we heard, I will use this, the shepherd, because I have to use the biblical terminology, the shepherd of the denomination standing up in full view of the denomination delivering a sermon and an expository Bible study or even going online talking. When did we hear the, the the one at the top of Catholicism, the one at the top of the Church of England, the one at the top of Edom, the one at the top of AOG? When did we hear any of our leaders really preaching about the blood of Jesus? <laughs> Silence. Next. Yeah, no, uh, no. But what the church has picked up on is... I love doing life with you. If I hear that any more times and see that on the socials, I am literally going to throw my phone out the window. I love doing life with these people. I love what what is what what life are you doing? What does that actually mean? You've got to be really careful about language, and I'm not referring to filthy language. I'm referring to biblical language. We've spoken about it before, Ben, and it, it's very true. You know, you, you know, we've spoken about what William Booth said. But here's the thing: you know, you can come alongside someone, mm. and you can walk with them, and you can do life with them, yeah, and they can go to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've not 
told them yeah. about the cross. You've not told them about Jesus, what he did, and the power of the cleansing blood of Jesus. You've not told them about that. You've walked with them for months, and all of a sudden, where is he? he oh, he's, he, he had a, sadly had an accident and died. I didn't get a chance to tell him about that. Oh, that wasn't five steps to salvation. Oh, God probably knows. Come and have anyway. a come and have a come and have a curry. And then we go for a breakfast. <laughs> and then we go for a, a treasure hunt round the town. And oh, then we'll mate. then we'll have a little prayer meeting. But I need Jesus now. I need him. Tell me. I need. I'm going to die in two minutes. Tell me. Let's go have a curry first. Let's get <laughs> yeah, into a men's group. We've got to. Have we? Have we ticked this box on the have spreadsheet? You, have you filled in the gift aid form, sir? <laughs> uh, I need Jesus. I, if I don't, I'm going to die. I need Jesus. What tell can you about, offer me? Tell me about Jesus. T- what What can the church offer me? What did Jesus um, do for me? We oh, can give love. you this, this discipleship course. Ask for forgiveness. I he's believe. Love. I believe that we would never need to talk about discipleship if the church spoke about the cross, the cross, the cross, the cross. Because the power of the cross and the power of the doctrines of grace will bring every one of us into a position and a walk with Christ where Christ is the one that disciples through the word of God. I think, you're, I think you're, you've got a point there. I think you're onto something there. Because if the, if the church was preaching the word, then the people that we know that wouldn't step foot in the church would want to... See, yeah. that's all Wesley's preached didn't it and that's all it's these all they preached that's all they preached that's all they preached and they were out and they got you know see hundreds give their lives and to then the lord through that miracles happen I, they didn't need no skits they didn't need to dress up like no they didn't clowns. Need, they didn't need they to didn't need someone they, sitting in a wheelchair and your legs about to grow and i'm pulling your leg and it's grown another inch free they didn't need anyone oh, waving flags they just talked about the cross uh, and, and the, the penalty the, the penalty. He talked about sin and people the wrath of God. Recognised they were sinners. Was it Joseph? Who was it? Joseph Edwards who preached that message? Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Oh my goodness! It made the place shake when you preach about sin, justification, all what Simon <laughs> is talking about, and judgment. The wrath of God. I will. That will put anyone in 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 a revival mode. Oh well, that would that would put a, a firework in you. That would get you moving. We did a we did a, a podcast on the fear of God, and and it put the fear of God in us. And I, I've got to be honest, I, very quickly, I, I spoke at a, um, at a group of churches, and uh, I spoke about fear. So the first first yeah. talk was on fear, and everyone loved it. And I spoke on the fear of God. Oh dear, yeah. that that made people really uncomfortable. And that's first what it's meant really to do. The second talk. Oh, don't, 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 don't talk, talk about, about that. that. Talk about lifestyle. It's a bit like talk the about, bad, isn't it? Talk you about li- yeah, lifestyle choices. So we, if we come back to the Bible, Ben. So you know, people say, uh, "Let's not bother with the Old Testament," but that's complete rubbish because the Old Testament is looking forward to the cross isn't it? it's, it's pointing yeah. to the cross every chapter, every page is pointing to the pointing cross pointing to the cross and the New Testament so we've got, in the Old Testament we've got the cross in front of us but in the New Testament people say well we've got the cross behind it but I don't I think we've been, come, if you come through the cross yeah. you've got still got the cross in front of you it's always before you it's always before until you until God takes you home the cross will always be before yeah. you the cross so the Old Testament is very alive and very powerful it runs with the new the new runs with the old you can't separate them even though there's about three or four hundred years 
silence of God between the old and the new. You can't you can't separate that. God did not say a word or move or do anything. There was imagine that silence. It must have been awful. But if if there's another scripture come up, Leviticus chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. It talks about the mercy seat, the blood being sprinkled on the mercy seat. When was the last time you sat in a in a church and the preacher funded out about the power of the mercy seat. The blood of Christ has been sprinkled on the mercy seat. Mercy. What a word. Mercy. I, I, I'm involved with, a, with a, a thing now. It's called Bold Encounter, where we actually get people to sit on a mercy seat. That is a, that's a big one. Because, like sitting on an electric chair. Yeah, because when you sit on that seat, you got to be truthful for the lord and you've got to be truthful about your sins man you know and what you're into the secret stuff who wants to go to the chair when you sit on it's talk about the electric chair this mercy seat when you sit on that seat and the holy spirit convicts you of stuff yeah yeah and you go you realize mate you before lot before any time you're you're flat on the floor you're done what old man well, hang on a minute. What a wretch am I? You know, that's where you a get wretched to. man am I? The sprinkling of blood, it says in Leviticus chapter sixteen, verse fifteen, and it says there will be a sprinkling of blood inside the vow. Another word that we don't hear anymore: the vow. Behind and beyond the vow, the vow was torn in two. We know, and uh, to do with uh, its blood, he. Uh, did with his own blood, the blood of sprinkled on the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Blood is everything. The act, the mercy seat, the oh, shedding. What, tell us, Ben, tell us oh. when Jesus shed blood on the cross and died, oh. what happened to the veil then? Torn in two. The scripture ripped says. Ripped apart, wasn't it? Ripped straight down. It says, and when he said it is finished and gave up his spirit and bowed his head, it says that the heavens were open and access became accessible to the Father because the temple curtain was torn in two. But but there are certain ministries that believe that that access, they can bypass Jesus to go into that realm of to be seated next to the right hand of the Father when actually it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when the temple curtain was torn in two, it gave us access to the Father, but not access by going around Jesus, but going through Jesus to go straight to the Father. Yeah, I couldn't have put it any better myself, Ben. You've you really summed that up, and that is the truth. And that's it. It's Jesus. You've got to go. You've got to go to Jesus. You've got to go to Jesus, and then to the Father. There's no other way round it. And where did He take us? He takes us to the cross. He take Christianity takes us to the cross. Takes us to the cross. You got you, every second you, of your life. You've got to go to the cross first. Mm. Pick up your cross daily. You've got to go to the cross first. Understand that you're a sinner. Understand that the blood of Jesus will wash you clean, and then have access to the Father because the, you can't go mm. to the Father. You can't get to the Father any other way. But we've got these ministries out there, these prophetic ministries saying very clear and very loud that they are visiting God daily and moments and and having fresh revelation and, and, and prophecy is coming to them. All prophecies have been given through the word of God. There's not a new prophecy. There's nothing, we don't need, and there's ne- never going to be any more prophets. 
because the scripture has been fulfilled and we are living out last days. It's like this. This, this was interesting the other day. It's like this. My my son is um, uh, he's a sales manager for, throughout the UK, and he was at some in some place one day, and um, he had these little name tags on it. Yeah. And uh, a guy came up to him and said, um, "Oh, uh, Tom Pinchbeck, do you, do you happen to know Simon Pinchbeck?" He said, uh, "Yeah, he's my father." He said, "I've been trying to get hold of him for." For ages, I've been trying to go on for months. I don't wow. know how to get him. We need wow. to. We need to talk to him. We need to. I want to speak to him about this, that, and the other. He's uh, mom, my, my Tom said, uh, "Hold on a minute." Tied on his phone. Hello, Dad. It's Tom. Hello, son. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, this guy. This guy wants to speak to you. Access. Access. So there you go. What Access. a great analogy. What a great story. Access. Access. But you still had to go he still had to go through the sun. Still had to go through the sun. It's got to go through the sun. Got to go through the sun. He, he couldn't get to me any other way. Tried any other way. No. Got and to go through and the sun. so if you think of yeah. that. You immediately one phone call, bosh. Done. To the cross through Jesus accepting so what the f- cross. Yeah. Wash washing it clean so the father goes, Yes, I see you, but I see Jesus. It's just, <laughs> it's to the cross. So looking at your story and the story of the son and the, the father of eternity, the only way I can talk to him is by going to the cross because the cross opened up a new covenant. Please, get so this. It's, get it's, what it's, Ben's saying. It's, it's, Listen to Ben. So, oh gosh, I'm going to use it like this, but I think we all know what I'm gonna, what, how I'm going to put this. So the... So the cross is almost like the phone. I go to the cross, which I can almost dial in, but I've got to go to the cross. There's, I've got to, that man had to pick up that phone to speak to you. So I've got to go to the cross to get to Jesus, to get to the Father. But there's I no can't, there's no other way. There's no other there's no way. There's no other way, but I have to go to the cross. Now, what is really important is that we are not using the cross as a symbolic image but what happens when i look at that empty cross it reminds me of jesus the sacrifice so it's not that we are lifting up the cross in a symbolic way and we are worshiping because that will become idol worship what we do is we look at the cross we respect what it what it is and and we are not looking at that and lifting up higher than anything else but it's the one that was on the cross and he's off the cross and he said to john I was dead, but I'm alive. So, so here's the deal. So we recognise we're a sinner. We come to the cross. Yeah. We dump all our sin at the foot of the cross. Then we embrace Jesus. Yeah. Turn away from our sin and move through the cross. Yeah. And Jesus then yeah. gives us access to the Father. Yeah. That's it. So the cross is always before us, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, right. and the Father goes, you've been redeemed. Come into my arms. I'm reconciling you. You've been justified. Sanctified. And through the blood, you've been sanctified. And now I've anointed you. Oh, come in yeah. and see what we're going to do together. Blood has to be poured. Blood has to be shed. When you look at the Old Testament and you look at the New, it is really bloodthirsty. Isn't it interesting how the world looks at Christianity? They look at it all white socks and sandals and, and knitted jumpers. 
yeah, guitars and, and all guitars that. and yeah, come yeah, by yeah. our praise the Lord. Yeah. But really, when you look at what Christianity is, it's death, but through death is life. So through so the scripture says that Christ died, died, death, gone, gone, but he was risen and God breathed in his own lung. When you think about it, it's this everything is centered at the cross. One time, a one time Done. sin debt paid finished by the blood of Jesus. No more. This so you been, can this keep been. your cat, you can keep your balls. This, this. Oh, hang on a minute, I hope to. You know what I mean? No sacrifices, nothing. nothing. Just, it's been done. You don't have to drink it, you don't have to do anything. You, you ain't you got to put your fangs in. You no. ain't. And, and regardless of, of what goes on in, in other uh, religions, it's it's in memory. We, we you know, it's in me- Jesus said, do this in memory of me, didn't he? Yeah. And, All and, done. And we can come on, we'll dig into that a bit deeper. But this has been powerful. It's been one of the most powerful ones mm. I think we've we've done. And the Lord has spoken really powerfully through us because he wants to get this word out there. The blood. The blood. The blood. There's life in the blood. There's hope. There's power in the blood Everything, of Jesus. everything comes back to the cross of Calvary. There is no other way, friends. And we're going to talk next week. We're going to talk on Jesus' story, the whole the story of Jesus and and what he did and and how he got to the cross. And the week after that, we'll talk about the father story because that's not never really been. You don't hear much about no, the father. The father story. story. There's yeah. a lot in that, isn't there's there? A lot in that. But these are just quick fired, forty five minutes, fifty minute podcasts where you can. Well, we honestly believe God is just laying a foundation out for you, and. Honestly, the responsibility sits with every one of us to take it further and ask God to take us closer to the cross, through the cross. Amen. Because you can't go Amen. around the cross. You can't go around it, please. You've got to go through it. You've got to come to it. And, yeah. and, and listen, you know, if you've enjoyed this podcast, hashtag Christian Straight Talk, please spread it around. Please tell people. And, um, you know, because we want people to be blessed by this stuff. We want people to, to take it into their hearts and... Um, we would just love you to um, move forward with it. We've, uh, the second book is coming out soon. It's all on fear. Uh, but this this uh, couple of podcasts we're doing, these few podcasts we're doing on the cross has been and has been very Amazing. very powerful. God is yeah. God is good. Yeah, you know, just type in the search engines hashtag Christian Straight Talk. You will find the book. You will find all the podcasts, all that sort of stuff. You know, please share all this stuff out. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about Christ. Have a great day. You will find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and so many other social networks. Keep in the word. God bless. See you later. Bye-bye.